Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum With Jesse and Brian Welcome to the LA Clips Forum My name is Brian Andrew I am here with my co-host How are you doing, Jesse? I'm doing pretty good, how are you? I'm doing alright, I'm doing alright um, How's your weekend so far? Oh, it's fantastic, man! It's one top golf, uh, top oh. golfing, and also get into with the sewer sewer smell, sewage smell. Um, uh, it was fun. To, did you have to go through the, like the LAX traffic to get there from where? No, you come from? we we went like around seven eight, so it kind of died. But like the the wait, if you don't if you don't reserve a spot, the wait's usually an hour and a half long. Oh damn! Yeah, so we just ended up going to get some food, and then we came back, and it was a good time though. No, I, I spent my weekend getting absolutely squashed by Clipper Spencer uh, <laughs> on, on that voting. On that voting, uh, congrats, Clipper Spencer, for uh, winning the all-time Clippers draft by voting. Uh, if we're gonna uh, peel back the curtain a little bit, Jesse came up with a better way for us to do the voting, <laughs> like well after <laughs> we did it. So maybe we'll do that next time. And we may have discovered a way to do the simulation thing, but we would need two more people on the rosters to pull yeah, it off it i believe like, yeah based on uh, the program that we saw so either we change that for future drafts where we draft two more people we'll see i don't know time constraints right um but also maybe we hold like a secret dark draft with the original draft people like uh, you know just for those every, two guys just for the two, those two guys each we'll see well i'm sure everybody listens to this podcast they'll get back to us if they want to do that we're gonna go through all this headache just for this program not to work that, that's what i'm thinking too that's what i'm thinking that's why i'm like uh but i know i sit on the podcast so you know it's canon now uh i got so i got a fun question to ask you all right all i don't right. know if i don't know if you've been on clippers twitter recently no uh, i have not okay so i just want to ask you how confident are you in your thighs yeah, I'm pretty freaking confident, actually. Yeah, like I, I'm a heavy set dude, so I have to carry my weight. So my my thighs are pretty defined. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that's what like, I tell people too when when I talk about my legs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like they're good, dude. Like, uh, they they may need, they may need to be a little tan. So if it goes to that, to that uh, barbecue, I definitely go need to go hike and some speedos. Okay, the, you know, but uh, I, I feel pretty confident. I, I say uh, I'll be like a top. Top three. Okay. I, I respect yeah. that. I, I've seen some pictures of people like, oh, they should wear these kind of shorts and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, I I would probably wear any type of shorts. So <laughs> the shorter the better. Uh, the tighter the better. Remember yeah. That. I don't I don't know. I feel like I have I have these Forrest Gump silhouette <laughs> tattoos on my thighs. <laughs> I have uh one of little forrest gump breaking breaking through like the the knee braces and then on the other thigh i have him sitting at the bench i uh, did not know you had tattoos of forrest gump yes it, it i went through a phase where we just went and got tattoos late at night and i was like you know what i'll get this forrest gump silhouette tattoos and then i got one and then i was like you know what the other thigh needs another one so i have so <laughs> yeah. i really want to see these now um <laughs> I, I the thing is like i think i'd be participating i just don't know how down my wife would be if i was just like hey i'm gonna show my thighs all over twitter right now 
Uh, just make sure you hit the squat rack a couple times, you know, just make it tense yeah. a little bit. Some Sometimes I feel like, um, so I've lost some weight that I feel like my thighs are a little skinnier now, but like at the right angle it, and it gets, you know, there's that little dip you get when you like stretch your leg out. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So I th- I, I'm trying to understand what's the reason behind this. I don't know. I think, I think just people want to see uh, like thighs <laughs> and it's a, I don't know, it's a Clipper fan base thing. I don't, I don't know the reasoning behind it. I just know I've seen some thighs. I think I think I want to say I've seen Robert Yamagata's thighs. I think I've seen him. It might have been somebody else's thighs. I don't know. But, I'm yeah. so confused. <laughs> yeah, just go on Clipper's Twitter at some point. I'm afraid now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just thighs. It's just thighs. <laughs> uh, uh, hashtag KFC. I don't know. <laughs> it's just thighs. That's all. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get it. Let's get into some Clipper stuff. Um, so the NBA draft's coming up, right? Yeah. Uh, we're not going to get too deep into the draft because every time we get deep into the draft, they end up drafting somebody completely different. Last year, Bones Highlands eating with Marcus Morris wearing Clippers gear, and then we drafted Keon Johnson. So especially with it being a second-round pick, it could end up being anybody at that point. Just the interesting thing I guess I want to talk about is the working out, it seems like nothing but guards. Mm-hmm. There's no uh, power forward who can't shoot, who we're trying to make into a stretch big. There's no center. To be honest, like I guess a couple of them could be wings, but there's not even wings. Like These are legit guards. How do you feel about that? I, it makes sense. Um, cap space, we're pretty limited. Um, I don't know what we could do um, guard-wise to sign on the free agency Considering the fact that we still got certain things that we have to finish up on, who is going to be the backup center, and then also Z's uh, contract. So it makes sense. You know, you're going to go for a low, you're going to go for a probably an NBA ready player um, that ceiling is not high that can contribute to the team. And we love Reggie Jackson. He can't be playing the minutes that he's. He played last season. It's just it's too much for him, in my in my opinion. Um, so you're saying you think we're going to draft somebody in the second round that's going to contribute to the team next season? I think that's what they're looking for. That's what they're looking for, even yeah. if that's not the case. Okay. Even if that's not the case, they're gonna they're looking for someone that's going to be in there that they can actually place and give them some options, some opportunity because we have ideas, right? We can use Terrence Mann, Terrence Mann, um, and we'll get into later on about what he what he's been doing in the off season, but he could possibly contribute to the, to the point guard position, like just like Trent and um, one of his game plan thoughts that he had, uh, which I agree. I mean, we saw it in the, we saw it in last season, Terrence Mann played pretty well, but he also struggles with hesitation. Um, so I, I don't know if that's a, a long-term solution. And that's where I think that's why they're looking at guards and primarily point guard. So we have Jason Preston, who I would believe would get minutes over whoever we draft at this point, unless like this person that we draft is better than Jason Preston. Yeah, or, right. Or, or, or maybe a more defensive guard, right? I, I think that's where you're getting at. Uh, most likely, this person will probably play for the AC Clippers with Brandon Boston, maybe some Jason Preston. But 
Now I can see where you come from because you're like, all right, we can make an improvement, but mm-hmm. we might have to do that via trade or vet men. So instead of maybe just bring in a young guy who I, I don't necessarily think may play. I think Jason Preston will probably play over them, but you never know. Maybe they're just like, I don't know. Maybe they're not 100% sold on Jason Preston. Maybe yeah, maybe maybe Jason Preston's gonna be part of a trade with Marcus Morris, you know. <laughs> exactly. You, you know, so and then at that point, like yeah, Terrence Mann would technically be the backup point guard, but it's, maybe maybe you bring in someone who gets some minutes next year. Yeah, it's the forty third pick of the second round, so you know the possibility of you getting a lot of good talent at that draft position is pretty slim to none. So it's just a gamble, right? So you got to be willing to gamble. And like you said, Preston could be part of a draft pick. And um, and then we're left with a spot that there's a huge void. In. <laughs> right. But yeah, you just never know. Like we let's say we, were, we draft like a, you know, a guard and they're in a summer league where we're liking what he brings. Like he may not be a facilitator, but he's a defender and he's a rebounder. And we might see that more suitable for what we're trying to develop game plan wise in this mm-hmm. team right so yeah i agree i i honestly thought they were going to be looking this is way this is like a few months ago and i was like you would think they would try to f- see if they could get the next javel mcgee or deandre jordan in the draft like someone who's raw but he's tall athletic could play some defense i was i was i was thinking they would try to get that center and then just send him to the AC Clippers, bring back Harnstein or whatever, and then see if this guy could develop into just like this athletic center that everyone's been clamoring for. And maybe in two years, one and a half years, he's our backup big when Harnstein gets paid more to leave or something. You know, I I, I thought that's what they were they they would do, but you know, it just seems like they're working out a bunch of guards, which it makes sense, but. I don't know, that kind of kind of seems like it falls under like the thought process that this team <laughs> I hate to say it maybe they're trying to see whether or not this team has what it takes to win right and maybe they're not in it for the long term they're looking for something they want instant success they want an instant championship and they're not looking for the long haul my, my thought my what's the process. what's the odds they just trade the pick and they don't even use it uh it's pretty good because <laughs> <laughs> like like you said either a they bring somebody in who's going to be at the back of the bench probably plays for the ac clippers but could be plugged in because keep in mind like i see where you're coming from is if an injury were to happen to either reggie jackson or terrence Mann or or hopefully not but maybe there's a covid situation again then this person would have to come like plug right back in, you know, and yeah, Jason Preston's there, but all, all, even though he has, uh, you know, that, I guess, year to train with his body and to mentally, you know, sit down with players, learn a lot. He still hasn't been on an NBA court yet. He's just as much of a rookie as somebody else would. He just has a little bit more, uh, I would say mentorship than maybe somebody else would, right? Yeah. Uh, so if anything, you're going to have two rookie guards. And whichever one plays better is the one that's going to get the yeah. minutes probably. Exactly. I would assume 
the like in November, they're probably not gonna get any minutes. But you know, things change. Everyone on this team's kind of injury prone. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can totally see why 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 they're doing what they're doing. Speaking of Terrence Mann, <laughs> so oh, he boy. so Terrence Mann, who Trent Maddox, his take, which a lot of people apparently don't like, but I think we all kind of agree with, is he thinks Terrence Mann should be uh, the starting point guard, right? Because the point guard in the starting lineup doesn't really facilitate. You have Paul George, you have Kawhi there. Uh, the way the offense moves, you don't really necessarily need a facilitating point guard. So Terrence Mann could plug in and be what Pat Beverly was in the past. I, I agree with that. And then Reggie Jackson can kind of move into what would be the Lou Will, Jamal Crawford role on the bench, right? Mm. Uh, the only the only thing I could think of for some people might be like, eh, I don't know, is you're moving Reggie Jackson then to play with Luke Kennard, yeah. <laughs> who is not... That's not, you know, the most shut down uh, backcourt in NBA history. Let's just put it that way. But Terrence Mann does fit with the starting lineup. But, you know, so does Reggie Jackson. And Reggie Jackson was the team's MVP last year. I do think he deserves to have the starting spot until he loses it. Yeah, That's just the take I have. Uh, but Terrence Mann, he's been coaching in this offseason. He went to Italy, did the basketball without borders, Coached the team, they went eight and zero, and won the championship. So I have a question for you, Justin. Are the Nets going to hire him? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think that that's probably the case. How many games into the season until he taps Tyloo on the shoulder and says, "Step to the side, kid. I got this," and just starts uh, running the the timeouts and coming up with plays and starts talking back to Tyloo. <laughs> Like, how, how many games into the season do you think that happens? Probably after the summer league, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, right after summer league. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> He's like, I don't, need to, I don't need to wait to see what you have game plan, but here are my thoughts. You know, I've been kind of active during the offseason, and I really think this is going to work. So, um, Terrence, you don't need to tell me anything. Yeah, Terrence, Terrence, like, so I've been seeing this guy named Trent on Twitter, right? <laughs> What's putting me in the starting lineup? And what's what's work around what's work around some of these things i i was able to get a bunch of uh young adults to do what i so i think we could get zoo to do this and he just starts coming up with all these plays uh he breaks tyloo's clipboard throws it to the side and he's like yeah it's like you can learn a thing or two from me ty i i really want to see that yeah i do i do too uh, I now think this is the first character we've given Terrence Mann. I think, you know, like we gave Luke Kennard, you know, the King of Ohio postering LeBron character. We've given, we've given some characters. I do believe Santa Clarita, Paul George. <laughs> now we have Coach Mann. who has <laughs> got a family full of coaches, I believe. Coach Mann. In the so now every time we see him in the huddle on TV, we're gonna be like, "No, I'm pretty sure he's telling Tyler what to do." <laughs> you just see him staring off, like calculating all the possible moves he could do. <laughs> he's like a number number percentages. He's like, "All right, like five percent if I take the layup here." <laughs> he, he's he's uh, Tyler's like, "All right, man, uh, come over play." He hesitates. <laughs> he's, uh, 
you. Uh, all right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I sure. <laughs> but <laughs> but this coaching was uh, probably really good for him, you know, uh, helps him understand the game more and it might pay off dividends in this upcoming season. How stoked would you be? Ty Lue still the, cl- the coach of the Clippers in 10, 12 years. Basically, because in my opinion, I think Ty Lue could be a lifer if he wants to be. Yeah. Terrence Mann joins his staff after Terrence Mann retires. How how dope would that be? Oh, that'd be dope, dude. Yeah, absolutely. But you you did you did make it like he, I feel like he eventually will become a Brooklyn Nets coach. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I don't know what qualifications are to be a Brooklyn Nets coach, but I'm pretty damn sure if me and you applied, we would at least get a phone interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Hey, uh, this is Jay Z. Uh, is is Brian? Is Brian there? I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is him. It's like, uh, so I saw that you applied for the assistant coaching job. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so what should we I do? A, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I don't know. You guys could run in transition. Like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. He's, he's like writing it down. <laughs> You're gonna see it posted on like uh, what's that? Um, you gonna see it posted on LinkedIn? Sorry, sorry, just dropped the water bottle. <laughs> My bad. You're good. Uh, it's on LinkedIn. <laughs> put your uh, put your resume in, and then uh, just hope for the best. And next, you know, no one really wants the job. <laughs> the the Nets hit you up, uh, and you get an email saying the Nets have viewed your profile. <laughs> <laughs> and then follow up the uh, follow up to that. You see Kyrie look at your profile. I'm like, oh, nah, dude. Yeah, I'm alright. I'm alright. Yeah, I don't, don't want to deal with that. <laughs> um. um but yeah, uh, it's interesting though. Kind of talking about Trent's uh, game plan. I mean, so we kind of—I I would assume that we're kind of hoping that Lou will not Lou will. Sorry, uh, Reggie Jackson becomes like a six-man kind of guy. My only concern is that, like, I don't know. Some people don't really play off play well off the bench. Um, and Lou will—I don't know. I just remember Lou will. They always talk about. I saw like a little mini documentary about about Lou Williams and. Kind of talking about the six man goat, and a lot of people were pointing out that it it takes a lot of confidence and for you to come off the bench and produce, uh, and which I'm, produce which I'm, at a starting level, which I'm sure Reggie has. Uh, I don't know, maybe <laughs> I, I love Reggie, but I just don't know, you know, like we'll see. Now, to be honest, who he's become on the Clippers. It's his job to lose. That, like, uh, I could see hypothetically why it could work. But also, Reggie, with the starting unit, worked too. (laughs) You know, like, Pat Bev was the one who came off the bench in the playoffs to to guard uh, some of those players. And and he eventually started because there were so many injuries. But... Yeah, I I I I totally could. I I guess like this is how I look at it. I think Terrence Mann works in the starting unit, but I'm not 100 percent sure if Reggie works with the bench. I think yeah. that's where I'm at on it. Um, also, if the bench has Norman Powell, Luke Kennard, and Terrence Mann, there'll be enough scoring and stuff like Norman Powell might be the sixth man. We don't know. We'll see. I guess. I guess what I'm trying to understand. Is that uh, what what does 
T-man in the starting lineup really do besides boost defense? Well, and rebounding, actually. No, nah, you know, there's actually a lot. Yeah, we suck at rebounding, so he would help in that regard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, uh, a, that's a huge hole, too. He, he, his, the other player's gravity would leave Terrence Mann open. To go to the rim. Uh, he's a little bit more better in transition than probably Reggie Jackson is. Yeah. Uh, he's just not, but yeah, it's just, yeah, Reggie Jackson, but Reggie Jackson is the third option in that lineup if he's there you know yeah yeah like uh if someone if if trent uh said hey you know give me the right answer or i'll no longer be your friend anymore i was like all right it's Terrence, man. <laughs> uh but yeah, but i i do i do believe that reggie deserves it until he either plays himself out of it yeah like he might just i don't know he goes he shoots like 10% for the whole month of January. And then Tyler has to make a decision, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's get into some Twitter topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people give us some, gave us some topics. They're pretty fun. I feel like we've now become the podcast that, you know, comes up with these alternative reality situations. Uh, uh, the first one's from the Clipcast podcast. Um, they just put Eastern conference greater than Western conference. Go. <laughs> Uh, i don't know i don't know if that's a question uh, uh, it is it's, it, yeah it's a fact dude. <laughs> like, yeah it is uh a lot of people have been saying like when lebron left the easter conference uh that's why they got better because lebron wasn't there anymore and i'm like i don't i don't know about that because you know he's in the western conference now and everyone's doing better than the lakers so so, <laughs> so i don't know Solid point. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like the Eastern Conference is deeper. I think if you looked at the standings, I don't have them in front of me, but even the 10th seed in the East had a winning record, I believe. Whereas yeah. the 10th seed in the West did not. Yeah. The Eastern Conference has come a long way, honestly. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of talented teams there, a lot of uh, championship aspirations there, and they have the roster to do so. Um, but with that all being said, I still feel if the Clippers are 100% with Kawhi, easy. Yeah, I, I agree. Any team from the East, any team from the West, easy. That That's where I'm at, too. It's if we're healthy, I'm pretty damn confident. Pretty damn confident in the team. Yeah. I just don't think we'll be healthy. Exactly. So so, <laughs> so I, I'm not that confident. But you know what? This is our longest offseason yeah. with this roster, and hopefully that does the body good. 100 percent and you know health management we're good let me ask let me ask you this because i feel like there's a i don't i want to say a debate Mm -hmm. but i go back and forth on this do you think Kawhi is going to be 100 percent of what Kawhi is when he comes back honestly honest honest it's true it's I think so. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I'm confident. So you think he's going to put up the same numbers, have the same impact, not miss a beat? Yes. Okay. Just because of the talent around him. Okay. I, I, I can see that. I I agree. Just because I feel like he's a workout machine. Uh. He takes care of himself. Takes care of himself in the long off season. 
takes the game seriously. My only thing would just be maybe as fans, we have to expect that we don't. And But the thing is, like, an 80% Kawhi is still better than what we had last season and could still be good enough to win the championship with this team. But maybe maybe that's what we get. And uh, we, we got to what, – what would your patience be if we got a major injury from either Paul George or Kawhi, let's say, halfway through the season? Uh, probably slim to none, to be honest. You'd, uh, you'd want to trade? one or the other by the next season after yeah I, I i hate to be that person but honestly like i just feel like it's better it's better to dip out early and get some draft picks than to wait too long and no one really wants to trade them trade for them so we're kind of screwed I, f- I feel like the awkward situation the franchise is in is we have the new stadium the new arena coming yeah and we have this ideal situation that we're going to have Paul George and Kawhi at least the opening season that we open the arena I mean we, I just we... I just don't know if the fan base will have the patience to be okay with that if we keep having these these painful seasons yeah but I don't think they really care about what the fan base cares for right because they traded Blake Griffin Right. Well, what I what I mean is right. they decide to keep Kawhi and Paul George oh. through through the arena, and and then us as fan base, us as a fan base, we're frustrated that we keep these injury prone people. Oh, okay. That's what that's what you're thinking. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can see it go that way, but yeah, I don't know. It's difficult. I, I, part it, of me it, likes it, to think that their this organization is pretty cutthroat. So if it doesn't really see that the the doors closing. I think they'll they would make the moves. I agree. Yeah. Uh, we got another question from Seth Jared thirteen on Twitter, or a topic. He wants us to rank all time Clipper teams. We mm. are going to take the Lob City, and we're going to take the Kawhi PG era out of the equation because that's another topic that we got. We're going to rank the mediocre <laughs> Clipper teams of the, what would be considered the last 20 years, right? We'll take an era and then we'll take a year from that era and then we'll, we'll rank those teams. Yeah. So we came up with four. We came up with the Lou will team. I'm assuming we're going to do the eighth seed year, correct? Yeah. Where they, they took the Warriors to six games. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to do Elton brand's playoff year, which was 06. That team had Sam Cassell, Katina Mobley, Corey Maggette, Chris Kamen. I'm man, my my I'm a shitty fan <laughs> right now. We're gonna do the knucklehead <laughs> team. Darius He's Miles. freestyling here. This is coming all from his head, guys. Yeah, yeah I'm, is, try, I'm trying to I'm trying my best here. This is pretty impressive. I'm not gonna lie, because I need Wikipedia to bring this back <laughs> up for me to remember. The knucklehead team, Jeff McGinnis, Darius Miles, Quinn Richardson. Corey Maggette, Lamar Odom, uh, Eric Patikowski. Technically, Mike Oliver Candy, I think, was still on that team. Uh, I'm trying to think, yeah. All right, and then the Baron Davis teams. This one is a little weird because they all sucked. And then <laughs> technically, they, he got Blake Griffin for like half a year. Yeah. So just, just to make things a little bit more competitive, we're going to do with the – we're going to do the Baron Davis team of 
Blake Griffin half a year. You know what? We'll do it. The Baron Davis slash Mo Williams team. <laughs> they're, they're still fighting for last place. <laughs> yeah, no, like that team was not very good. It it was it, it gave us hope for the future, yeah. but it wasn't very good. So we're, <laughs> so, we're <laughs> for hope. We're gonna put them top one. <laughs> yeah, they're number one for like sure. for the for the attribute of hope. Yeah, you're you're there. Uh, the Ellen Brands playoff team would probably have a lot of hope too, but. Um, yeah. Definitely. Uh Baron Davis's slash Mo Will's team. Uh we'll we'll put there on the bottom. And then I guess the Knucklehead team, because although they were fun, they did not win a lot of basketball games. No, they did not, but they were fun to watch. They would have been a playing team though, a couple years. I remember yeah. that. And then it comes down to the Lou Will team, Trez, Landry Shamit, Lou Will, uh Danelle Gallinari. Who was also a coach in the basketball foul borders? Kimball Walker was too. Uh, I'm sure. I don't even. Know. I would. I would love to be a fly on the wall and see what Kimball Walker was teaching those guys. <laughs> so you just let them go right past you. And you hope for the rebound. <laughs> so you save your energy for offense if you just. You just. But you got to make it look like you tried. <laughs> You know, and that's what Terry does, right? He just runs around. That's what I need you to do. This is right? how you, this is how you get a buyout from the Oklahoma City Thunder right here. This is how you do it. The Allen Brands team had a lot of hope. It ended up falling apart the next season, and then Allen yeah. Brand ended up eventually leaving. But that that two thousand that two thousand six playoff team beat a Carmelo Nuggets team, yeah, who was the third seed, and then went on to play seven games against the Phoenix the Steve Nash Phoenix Suns team. So who you mentioned on the previous game. Yeah, they they beat the Lakers in game <laughs> seven by like 30 points. Like it was it was beautiful. Kobe now. He looked miserable on that bench. Yeah. He, that's that that series probably led him to like five, six years later to have uh dribbling drills with Darvin Ham that now every Laker fan's posting on Twitter saying this is why the Lakers are gonna be good again. Darvin Ham used to coach Kobe after games, and it's like, okay, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be hard to coach Anthony Davis when he's got a ankle brace on. Day to day Davis. Day to day Davis. I saw that one floating around. I just started laughing. Uh, it's terrible because I, I I I do not try to laugh at these negative nicknames because of what happened with Paul George. I think it's unfair, but. I just saw that one and I like smiled like that. <laughs> this is this is my thing because I try not to be that person that like gets too confident or makes fun of injuries or whatever. But we heard it for a solid year and a half until Paul George basically made up for the for the terrible nickname he had in the bubble. The next playoffs when he went on his amazing run, we had to hear it up until that point. Even when he was on that amazing run in the playoffs, people still try to sprinkle it in because he went like one for five in the second quarter, some shit, <laughs> so, you know, so we had to hear it and we heard it a lot from like these Laker fans and stuff like Laker that fans and a lot of people I'll like the them. whole NBA. And then so like now that your guy uh, can't even go to the Staples Center without twisting his ankle by the Chick Hearn statue. Sorry, day to day Davis. And until he plays more than five games in a row, it's day to day Davis. That's what I'm saying. Brian's but, ruthless, dude. <laughs> but getting back to the all time record, uh, the all time, whatever, the Lou Wills team was special. 
It was. They, they took the Warriors with KD with KD to the limit. They they at least got him to six games and probably made Warrior fans go, please don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it? They, they had like a 30-point comeback, right? They had the 30-point comeback with one of the best Ralph Lawler calls of all time when Landry Shannon made the three-pointer. It, it's and I, re- I even remember I was uh, in Bakersfield during that game. And I think the game was like on TV in this restaurant. They were down by 30. And I even had that like, all right, you know what? At least we might get quiet in the offseason or something. I don't know. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the score gets like closer and closer and closer. And I'm like, huh, that's cool. And then it gets closer. Lou Will goes on his amazing run. And I'm like, all right. It's getting closer, and then we pull it off, and I'm like, you know what? If we if we if we win the series, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? that's where my that's where my Chuck aspiration tattoos came from. Was if we win this, I will get a Chuck tattoo for sure. Like, oh yeah, if we not win that series, but win the championship for sure. That I'm getting tattooed. So for for the fans that don't 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 know, if the Clippers win an NBA championship, we're both getting Chuck the Condor tattoos. And we're, getting, we're dedicated to the game, dude. Yeah, we're dedicated to this franchise. I don't, I don't know a lot. I don't know a lot of people that have Chuck the Condor tattoos. If you have a Chuck the Condor tattoo, hit us up. Oh we yeah, like, definitely. Please, we, I want to see. We, we would love to have you on this podcast and discuss this this tattoo. And, and if they're on your thigh, even better. I can't get mine on my thigh anymore because I have Forrest Gump there. <laughs> I might have to get it on my thigh. I have a full. I have a right arm that's completely bare. I think that's. Or if I have to, I'll get on the calf. I might. I, I might. Either I do a tramp stab or <laughs> I put in my inner thigh. Like, <laughs> oh, I like I respect that. I could probably fit a spot on the inner thigh. I think I could do that. But I kind of want people to see it, you know. Unless you're wearing shorts, <laughs> and you could do the whole like, "Hey, well, this is this is my Chuck tattoo." Those uh, <laughs> really tight shorts. That, <laughs> really when, short when, you're, shorts. <laughs> when you're having your interview for the Brooklyn Net, the Brooklyn Nets uh, <laughs> assistant coaching job, like, "Hey, this is my Chuck tattoo." And you're like, "Oh, yeah, that's pretty dope. It's pretty dope." You go in there with your retro basketball shorts for the interview. Yeah. <laughs> no, other than that, will be online. It wouldn't even. It'd be a Zoom meeting. Honestly, it'd be, it'd be a Zoom. They wouldn't like, call you out for that, man. Come on. Like, uh, like, all right, you know, we'll we'll get back to you, and then they actually do. <laughs> Steve Nash is like, so do you really like soccer? I'm just like, uh... <laughs> it's like, and it's like, have you ever done a TikTok dance? I'm like, I, I, I no. I can't say I have. Interesting, <laughs> interesting, interesting. I'm gonna have to talk to Jay Z about that. I don't, I don't even know if Jay Z still is part of the franchise or not. <laughs> I know I seen him a couple of games, so I still think he roots for them. But I don't think he is part ownership anymore. He's still who he's, cares? he's still the one holding the interviews. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, to, to go back to this topic right now, I really think yeah, it's hard. Lou will. To me, it's a, it's a, it's pretty close with Lou Will and Elton Brand's team because they did take the Suns pretty far into the series. But man, that Warriors team was really tough. It was an all-time. That's an all-time team based on the talent on that roster. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, it's Lou Will for me. Uh, I'm up the edge. Elton Brand's team with, with Lou Will. So. Wait, you're gonna have Elton Brand over Lou? No, Will? no, no. Sorry. Oh. 
English is my second language, which is not. <laughs> it's actually my first language. I just first conversation of the day. Um, Lou not, that was my first thought when we we're like, "Hey, are you good for noon?" And I was like, <laughs> "We're both going to have our first conversations today." <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, I put Lou Will, and then I put Elton Brand's team. So we're going to end this podcast on a fun note. Damo asked us in a seven game series, Lob City versus Kawhi slash PG's team. They're these two eras versus each other in a seven game series. Who would win? Uh, uh, first of all, I want to say, Damo, thank you for doing the, the draft with us. You yeah. you and Clipper Spencer are extremely close in the vote. I think you was only separated by a few votes. So there we go. Like maybe it shouldn't have been you versus Clipper Spencer in the finals. Uh, I don't think Chris Paul had a chance against Paul George. <laughs> uh, in this series, or <laughs> <laughs> let's. I uh, mean, I so, mean, hypothetically, we we don't have to think what what that looks like, right? We've seen it in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, we we've seen it. We've uh, seen Chris Paul fall. <laughs> <laughs> so so, let's make the Lob City roster real quick. All right. All right. So CP three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Damn, I grabbed a pen that didn't work. Uh, all right, all right. I'm typing this thing. Uh, I don't know if I want typing on the podcast feed. All right. CP3, Blake, DeAndre, JJ. Those are the core four, right? That's that's where we're... All right. Then yeah. I'd probably add Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes, yeah. All right. Oh, you've done it very quietly. I respect that. <laughs> okay. I have... Okay, so that would probably be that's their starting five for sure. Yeah. Who would be their bench? Their bench was pretty trash in that. Yeah. That era, so let's honest. go, let's go Billups. I would say oh. most baits. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal Crawford. Yeah, definitely. All right. I know we're gonna leave somebody out and everyone's gonna be like, Are you kidding me right now? Obviously, we need Paul Pierce, Lance Stevenson, and Josh Smith, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 no, no. Uh, I'm trying to go. I'm trying to be fair. Give them the best roster we can. Uh, who was like the backup center? Did we ever have a backup center? Yeah, we had most Bates. He played backup center a couple times. Um, there was that one guy with a beard. I forgot his name. Chris Kamen was there for a little, but he wasn't there. I don't think for like Lob Lob City. No, no, he wasn't. Um, there was another guy. I think we got him from. Oh, let's get Reggie. Let's throw Reggie Evans in there. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Totally let's throw let's throw Reggie Evans in there. All right. So that's eight people. Uh, we should at least give them. If we forgot them, they probably weren't impactful on the team. Let's be honest. Everyone's gonna be. You don't think Exxon, You don't think this guy was impactful? <laughs> uh. I I I'm really le- want to. I'm leaning like toward. Er- I'm leaning toward Eric Bledsoe. I, I yeah. just uh, oh. I, okay. All right. Cool. We're, let's, we're on the same page. Eric Bledsoe. This bench is going to need some help. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> right. So we got Billups, Crawford, Reggie Evans, Eric Bledsoe. We have three point guards. We'd probably need to start at least giving them some wings. Uh, Luke Manabute. He was a starting small forward for the. The yeah. post Matt Barnes era, so yeah, 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 I don't know how to spell that, but we we know he exists. One, two, three, four, five, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Are you doing this all on your head, or are you actually? I'm writing on some post-it notes, oh, but okay. you, you're you're typing it, so I I could see it from there too. I'm just trying to, yeah, I'm doing it from my head. I'm not looking at the rosters or anything. 
uh we, to... we never really had a great backup center or decent backup center we didn't even know i don't even think we had this backup however we had there was like spencer hawes for a little bit he, there you he, go that's the guy i was thinking <laughs> uh, I'm to, we did have most bites who wasn't that bad but i'm trying to think of i know there's somebody that was really good or helpful for this team that i'm just totally not thinking of right now um there was what's his name from the from the rockets but he didn't play really well for us josh smith yeah see i think it's just a team full bunch of people that didn't like play well it was just when uh, it came to our bench i felt like we're always looking for someone that torched us in the playoffs and they were free agents and we tried picking them up and then just play like uh, austin rivers was through austin rivers oh yeah 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 I, I looked up that 15 roster right now. So I got a good portion of these on top of my head. And then we're just not going to have a center. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess we could do uh, Glenn Davis. Oh, uh, please, no. I guess we could do Wesley Johnson. Probably not. I can't really. I don't think there's really anybody else that I, I think we're cool with this team. Yeah, to be honest, there, there's a, there's eleven guys. I think we're cool with this team. Everybody else, thanks thanks for trying out. So uh, two one three. <laughs> two, all right, one. and then let's do the two one three era real quick, which will be a lot easier, I think. Did you add Glenn Davis and Wesley Johnson? <laughs> yeah, I added it. Why, why not? Right? Why not? All right. That's uh, really thin. Uh, so Kawhi. Mm-hmm. PG, Reggie Jackson, Reggie Jackson, uh, Zoo. Uh, let's see here, Pat Pepev, Nick okay. Batum, um, Pepev, Nick Batum, Morris. So we have seven. I would probably add just I know it's half a season, Rocco, Norman Powell. I know it's been five games, but it technically counts. And then Luke Kennard. Yeah, I got you got to add the the Ohio goat. Seriously, and then uh, Lou Will, he was there. Montrose? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right. So, is there, is there anybody from that team that, or anyone that you think should be added to that? Uh, no, let's just no. let's just make that the team. I'm sure there's somebody, okay. but we're just we're fine. Like we could add like you know, someone's gonna be what about Hart? It's like we're we're doing this on the fly. So for bringing uh, coaching and basketball operation Doc Rivers into the into the equation, then uh, yeah, yeah, definitely two and three. It's a landslide. <laughs> yeah, we need, we're we're gonna let's do this. Let's do this. So the head coach of two one three, we're gonna make a tie. The head coach of the Lop City could either be Vinny Del Negro or Doc Rivers. I would say it's Doc Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, fr- the GM is Doc Rivers, <laughs> and the the GM for two one three would be Lawrence Frank. If we want to make it more fair, I guess we can make it like Jerry West is the GM of two one three, and Lawrence Frank uh, is the Lob City one for like because he was technically the the Lob City one for like the final couple of years, right? Yeah. Um, I think it was only one year. You might be right about that. Yeah, because they asked him to step down. And we thought that Doc Rivers was going to quit. Mm-hmm. If they quit. And then he didn't. Oh, yeah. actually, no, two. It's two seasons. You're right. No. Well, yeah, it's, it's odd because he was technically there for Blake Griffin, 
Blake Griffin's final year. I don't know if we count that as a yeah. Lob City year or not. I don't. I don't think we do. Yeah. I think Lob Large, City, yeah. Lob City, like is Chris Paul plus Blake. I think. All right. So let's get let's go through this. Let's go through this. I thought we would have some fun. Based on what the two one three, uh, Clippers do, and based on what the Lob City Clippers do, let's just say Lob City goes up two zero. That's Chris Paul. That's. Chris Paul's cup uh, cup of tea, right? He goes up 2-0, gets a little gets a little confident. Uh 2-1-3, you know, Ty Lue's trying to make some adjustments. Uh for some reason Nick Batum's a little tired. Um 2-1-3 goes down 0-2. But what happened in those two games? For whatever reason, Blake Griffin tore his calf muscle or something. Yes. <laughs> that sounds about right, right? Blake Griffin tore his calf. <clears throat> uh He'll come back later in the series. Uh, CP3 breaks his uh, hand because he's upset. Yeah, he he. Oh yeah, Blake Griffin he, tore his calf, broke his hand uh, by punching. Insert object. Uh, CP3 <laughs> has a sore quad, and DJ dropped the ball a few times. I think that's. I think that would be ideal, right? I feel like we need a. I'm going to clarify real quick if Reggie Evans was part of the Love City era. <laughs> he was, I believe so. I just want to make sure that I am not uh, missing like it by missing the era by a couple years or something like that. Um, because we might we might have to just like sub him out real quick. He was part of the 2011-2012 Clippers. You know what? That's right on the edge. I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to say you guys could have Reggie Evans because you guys don't have any centers anyways. 2-1-3 Clippers after two games are beginning to figure it out, right? But let's say Morris's knees just not feeling it. <laughs> I, I like how we're just creating a narrative now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. This we're is... setting up the situation. So... Lob City's up 2-0, but they have a lot of injuries going into game three. 2-1-3 is figuring it out. So 2-1-3 wins game three, right? Are we in agreement? Yes. Okay. Who do you think takes game who do you think takes game four? I think 2-1-3 does. All right. So it's the series is now 2-2. Lob City's like, oh no, this is another collapse. I, I thought you were gonna lean into Lob City going up 3-1. <laughs> <laughs> I was really thinking about that because I I really think there's a possibility that CP3 just has that one of those games that (laughs) he normally does, and then it just falls flat on his face. Um, So, yeah, we're we're 2-2. 2-2. Blake is back. Blake is back. CP3 still sore, but he's there. I don't know. I'm going to be quite honest. I I feel like 2-1-3 wins again. So they win game five. They win game five. 2-1-3 wins game five. Because Blake Griffin dribbled off his thigh in the final minute of the game. You're right. You're right. So now we're in game six. And you know what? Based on the based on this question, everyone's like, this is going seven games. Fucking eight. It's two one three wins in game six. You're going to see CP3 yelling at DJ. <laughs> yeah, CP3 is already pissed. They're down by 25 points. He's making it about everybody else but him, but he went two for 17 from the field. Yeah. Austin Rivers, MVP of that game, but they lose by 15. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, 
ba- basically Lob City fashion right there, right? Yeah. There, there's but, this, there's going to be a series. The, the best matchup of the series is Lou Will on Jamal Crawford because both of them are just scoring 30-plus on each other the entire time. Every, like, every game, you look at the box score, like, why does that person have 30 points each? Because they're guarding each other. <laughs> I, I have a question for you. Yes. So let's say we switch the coaching staff. Oh, okay. And we put Ty Lue on Lob City. Do you think there's a difference? There's a different ending, different outcome. Two mm. and three games, game seven. <laughs> <laughs> two and three still wins in game. I don't know. So two and three would go up three one. <laughs> and then we just have to hope that Doc doesn't overplay everybody. Uh, Ty Lue would probably probably sit DJ at some point and go small, putting Blake at the five, which I don't. Yeah. I don't think Blake was that great at defense. I just don't think the Lob City era team had the defense to match up with the two one three team. No, I agree. Even the Doc, even the Doc Rivers, just to call timeout, had a little doodle of give Kawhi the ball on his on his little uh, clipboard, (laughs) and then said, "We just got to keep playing out there." I still think two one three without coaching could still beat the Lob City team. We we got we got to post that that meme that they made with Doc Rivers coaching, (laughs) like his uh, his drawing board. Come on, guys on. Times three, <laughs> get the ball to Kawhi. Yeah, we're gonna post it, dude. It's so good. Yeah. Um, what I was trying, basically, trying to get you to say was Doc Rivers was the reason why Lopsy wasn't successful. Oh, <laughs> he mainly because not I okay, not coaching wise, but a little bit of coaching, basketball operation wise. I was gonna say because the the team they put together was awful. It was awful. Mm-hmm. So. In Doc Rivers' defense, with a lot of those Lob City teams, it's not like okay, let's just say you're gonna play Blake at the five, or you're gonna play, you're gonna sit DJ out because they're fouling him or whatever. It's not like they had, and keep in mind, Jamal Crawford wasn't like that great in the playoffs. It's not like they all they had the bench to. To make you question the decisions that Doc Rivers was doing, it was it really did feel like it fell on the players a lot. Now you would think Doc Rivers would do a better job of coaching to keep everyone's morale in a better state, or when you go up three one against the Rockets, you'd find a way to coach yourself out of that situation. But I, I it didn't hit me at that time that it was a Doc Rivers thing until well after the fact. Now in the bubble. That team was extremely deep, and Montreal Montrez could not guard Jokic at all. Yeah, no, definitely agree. And so the team was deep, and Doc Rivers was making stubborn decisions. I feel like the Lob City teams, there was a couple years where they had deep teams, but for the for a good portion of that, Austin Rivers was the best player outside of the starting lineup. You Mm -hmm. know, maybe we should have gone a little bit more. Austin and some of those I don't know like I think Doc Rivers the personnel was an issue I personally feel like the biggest biggest mistake was putting Doc Rivers head of basketball operations yeah I agree that that was the biggest mistake because I I felt like we're doing really bad roster moves that didn't make any sense Uh, and he really put us in some cap situations there Um, was some roster moves that didn't make sense but he was 
the biggest difference between both teams was, and maybe this is where you're right about the Ty Lue thing, him bringing in Josh Smith, him bringing in Paul Lance Pierce. Stevenson, Paul Pierce, Ty Lue's teams will still try to get the best out of some of these players. He he would still develop these guys, even though they're vets. Doc just signed him and was like, well, I saw, I saw you block shots, Josh, so why don't you come over here and block some shots? And it was like, nah, you know what? Better yet, I'll just suck, Doc. That's fine. <laughs> Lance Stevenson just came and was just, was just not himself at all. Yeah. And you ended up trading Matt Barnes for that. Like, it, it was just, it was just tough. Like, now I feel like th- this team is very protective of their players, except for, I guess, Lou Williams. And you're just like, like every trade I feel like makes somewhat sense. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see if this offseason they pull off any trades that don't make any sense at all. But yeah, so far, all the moves have made sense. Eric Pletso, the trade for Pat Bev, even though it hurt us, I mean, it hurt the fan base, not the organization. Yeah. To be honest. Like, Pat Bev's like, well, I deserve this. And it's like, you know what? Like, maybe with the Timberwolves, you have a, it's like a fresh coat of paint, you know? Like, cool. Yeah. You deserve to get the extension. You led this team to the playoffs. Congratulations, right? For us, it's like we're now we're a Western Conference Finals team, and you play thirty games a year. <laughs> you yeah. know, like you're not getting the extension. I'm sorry, buddy. Like that's, we, that's a really good point. That's solid. You know, like we're we need the thing is like the team the team probably is like we need you to stay healthy. And yeah, yeah I do think if he played. 80 game or let's just say he played 70 games he sat out for like a minor thing or mm-hmm. and then he played every game of the playoffs i think the team would actively try to keep him because of how well he played defense on Devin booker and chris paul and all that yep mm-hmm. but the thing is he barely he barely got in the playoffs mm-hmm. couldn't guard luca stepped up against other guards that were his size and then we just decided like you know what it's yeah. it's if you want to move on cool I think that I think that was a solid point that you just said right there. Was like, you know, I make you guys into a playoff team. I'm not saying that Pat Bev said that, but the idea is like, yeah, Pat Bev's current health situation made us a playoff team, but we're not trying to be a playoff team. We already know we're a playoff team. Yeah, we want championship aspirations. Yeah, right? we got to the Western Conference Final, and we need someone that's readily available through the wrong through the regular season and the playoffs. And right. And they saw that. That's why I kind of feel like the organization is so cutthroat where if they really start seeing that this team with the two main stars are too injury prone, I feel like they'll make a decision before yeah. and try to move on and try to get some, at least some draft picks for the future. Yeah, I agree. It is what it is. Uh, it depends what the injury is and the timing of the injury too. Yeah. Like I, I, I've been saying that if the injury happened, like let's just say in November, it would suck. I think yeah. it would like legit like hit us all in the heart. Yeah. But if the player came back in February and then had a decent playoff run, we would all forget that. But if the if the injury happens like in February or March, and then they're out for some playoff games, we would we would just be like, you know, we need to figure something else out. Mm-hmm. But we're not thinking that because we're going to be healthy. There you go. That's right. 
And, on and that with note, a healthy team, we get the chip. I I 100% agree. Yep. And you can find this podcast <laughs> wherever you find your podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at LA Clips Forum. If you're on Spotify and, and you're listening to some misinformation on whatever podcast you're listening to, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to check out this Clippers podcast. Leave us a rating. Leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, too. That'd be awesome. Also, we appreciate everybody who listens. We appreciate everyone who participates. You know, you could be doing anything with your time, but you're spending it with us. And we appreciate that a ton. Do you have any final thoughts, Jesse, before we head out? You guys have a great weekend. Rest of your weekend. I mean, it's Sunday. Actually, never mind. Mm-hmm. By the time know. this comes out, you know, have a good week. Have, have a good have a good week. Have a good next weekend. Uh, uh, Trent, I hope you were satisfied with our answers, but we still appreciate you and thank you for the outro. We're out. Peace. Thank you for joining Brian Andrew and Jesse Sandoval for this episode of LA Clips Forum. For all the over and backs, loose balls, clear paths, and tip-ins. Catch LA Clips Forum every week. The podcast for fans, by fans. Clipper Nation, we'll catch you on the rebound. Oh, yeah.